as the party has made their way inside the great monastery of the Mazkin and made contact with one of the realities, Dek, who is the father of the ancestor gods known as the realities, and the first son of Yakuda, the ethereal mother of the kin. They impressed him enough to allow them to speak with Yakuda herself. And as the party feels Dek's presence retreat from the room, an even greater one takes its place. To the point where your skin tingles, itches, burns almost. And before your eyes, you do not see the room in which you sat, but you see a great expanse of battlefield. Hundreds upon hundreds of thousands of warriors, human, kin, sanguine, and other creatures alike, locked in eternal combat. One such of these elfkin, in shining, elaborate armor, strikes down a foe, cleaving them straight in half as black and red blood spews all across the ground and her form. And she turns to you, a massive glaive in hand, similar to the one Lerotz wields, and she flashes a devilish grin on her pristine elfkin face. She looks over the group of you and she says, Welcome to my plane. What are your names, children? I know some of you already, but there are a few of you who escape me yet. Yes, my name is Rolandir. I know you. Sindor speaks of you. You're an interesting one. You're human, but not human, and still something else from beyond our world. Lerotz, I have seen you slay many foes in the name of our people. You're a proud warrior. But of course, I see you too use the most fine and dignified of weapon. Do not equate yourself to me, for we are not alike. Are they not our people? Of course they are. However, I am one that relishes in war of all kinds. I do not hate my enemy, as I do not love my friend. I seek justice in the form of vengeance for the wrongs committed against me and my own. That is as far as my ire extends. You and your brothers and sisters would be wont to follow that regard in the future. You there, Elvarette. Yeah. She splays her arms wide, sort of touting the battlefield around. This is certainly out of your element, is it not? Originally, yeah. Ah, but you have come to enjoy these spoils. She licks a bit of the blood off of her chin. I would not say I enjoy them. I have been brought to interact with them on a very tangible level. Hmm. Though I see quite intangible chains bound across your wrists and neck, you do know that you are bound to one that seeks no good end for you. I do know, yeah. I humbly would hope perhaps you might be able to offer some advice or aid with this. Time will tell. She turns to Kelnies. I know you and yours. She turns to Efron. Ymer. She looks at Brynir. Demlik. And then she looks at Mick. Strange. And then she looks back at Rolandir. State your peace. I have little time and patience. Very well. As you mentioned yourself, you do not hate your enemies, you do not love your friend. Well, we have come to ask your assistance of an enemy of ours, who we hope is not a friend of yours. 
and that is air. I have no friends, not among my brothers and sisters, nor my parents. Then I will make this quick. We seek to disrupt air and his plans, kill him if possible, and we need help to do that. Mm. Lesser than you have tried. So, one suggestion, if I may be so bold as to give suggestions, is that I, as you mentioned, am human, but something else. I am the godborn of Sindor. We would request that you make Val, the Elvaret, the godborn of you, Yakuda. Interesting. You want me to elevate this one to a level that I surmise they are undeserving of? Perhaps it is because you have not seen young Valmes's integrity, wit, and prowess in these circumstances. And Rolandir kind of mimicking Yakuda's arm gesture motion that she gave to Val around the battlefield. I cannot for his wit. And she throws her glaive down in front of Val. And then a circle of barbed palisades wound with this steel wire erupts from the ground enclosed around Val and then spreads out, kicking up the dirt and building a sort of mini arena here, pushing the rest of you away, unless you want to try to contest it. Lenotz is going to try to contest it. Go for it, Ammon. Brynir as well. Go for it, Seth. I'm terrified. <laughs> Just roll a uh, strength checks, please. Having met her, I'm not sure Val's the best choice, but oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> we rolling with it now. That is going to be 23. Uh, 23. Both of you fail and are pushed back with the others. You also suffer... Brynir takes four and Lerotz takes three piercing damage from these barbs. So now Val is alone in the middle of this muddy, blood-soaked arena. The others have been pushed away and up. You are a little elevated now around this sort of pit. Yakuda draws another sword from her belt and then motions to the glaive. Go on, pick it up. You think that a contest as this will accurately show the metal? Did you not just say that you fight for justice, for wrongs that were done, and that us as kin want to be able to understand the righteousness of your cause and reconsider our own actions that us, your children, have in this way failed you? I said nothing in the realm of righteousness, old one. I relish in violence. I relish in blood. And if it is done in the name of vengeance, all the more so. Then I suggest you quit trying to get him to pick up that foolish weapon. He has no need for it. He must not pick up anything. He must fight. That he can do. Rolander's totally shoving Val under the bus <laughs> on this one. Yeah, 100%. That's fine. Val will bend to pick up the glaive. And as he does so, I would like to cast Disintegrate on her sword. This sword is not magical, so it just falls to ash and dust in her hands, and she lets out a witch's cackle. (laughs) Val will then sort of like, not point the glaive at her, but kind of lean against it a bit and say, how will you fight if you have no weapon? She takes a few steps calmly toward you, cocking her head as she does, flashing a smile, wiping the blood from her face and the front of her armor, and then she reaches out her hand to nonchalantly grab above where your hand grips the glaive. I'll let her take it. I want to cast Passwall on the ground underneath her. (laughs) 
well, she doesn't take the glaive per se, but she snaps the top off and just tosses it to the ground behind her. Okay, does she fall into my pass wall hole? <laughs> <laughs> As the ground opens up beneath her, she falls maybe an inch or so before she realizes what's going on, and then she just steps off as if there were still ground there and steadies herself once more. She's now just standing on open air. You fight with an ethereal, <laughs> with a god of the highest order. Your tricks will do you no good. And she throws the glaive, the other half aside, and then punches you in the face. <laughs> awesome. That will be a hit if your AC My is still AC 12. Is garbage. Of course she gets me. I'm a wizard. <laughs> and Val will take... 27 damage from this punch. You will be knocked prone, and you will also suffer two strain. Jeez. I mean, that is a minor wound for me. Oh, and you have a fracture in your jaw that makes it a little more difficult for you to speak. Lidolts is going to try to jump over the barrier, precluding his entry. Do an athletics check. Stop stealing all my moves right before I'm about to do them. If Brynir wants to jump over, do another athletics check. 21. What did Brynir get on his? 24. Both of you are able to vault over this barrier, but you will each take eight piercing damage as you do so. And then you slide in this slick mud down into the fight pit. All right, Lerotz is going to walk right up to Yakuda and punch her in the face. <laughs> <laughs> He's slugging it out, old-fashioned style. Go for it. All right, so he, he kind of takes a boxer's stance even though he's sort of hunched over even more so than usual. And uh, yeah, he's going to one of several punches. So Ammon, all of your attacks hit her. She's not even trying to dodge or anything. But at this rate, you're doing more damage to you than her as your fists just impact her metal-clad form, barely even moving her. That's fine, but Lerotz doesn't give up. He's, he's going in there, good boxer's form, staying light on his toes, and he's just punching away. As a very quick note, while all of this is going on, Efron has pulled out some pieces of paper and he's writing some stuff down. What is Brynir doing now that he's entered the ring? He has his war hammer and his shield out, and he's going to stand in front of Val and say, Your opponents are us. <laughs> Your bravado is entirely misplaced. You have nothing to prove to me. And she looks past you at Val and says, Are you finished? Is that all you have? Is that the fire that you'll bring to bear against Air when you come face to face with him? The betrayer god? <laughs> Val will cast greater invisibility on himself. And Yakuda just yells out, Coward! Then I'm gonna run for it. Does Brynir have like a dagger or something that he could grab or does Larotes? I have a javelin you can grab. I am not proficient with those. <laughs> a javelin? I'll just hit her with my staff. It's fine. Okay, um, I'm going to dimension door from wherever I am to right above her head. I want to get my legs around her neck, and I just want to whack her super hard on the top of the head with my quarterstaff. Go for it. That's like Gandalf from Return of the King. He kills a couple orcs with his... <laughs> this was a terrible roll. I rolled um, an 11 to hit... <laughs> Like I said, it's impossible to miss her because she's not trying to dodge. So you make contact. Are you still invisible while this is going on? Yeah, it's greater invisibility, so I will be invisible for a minute as long as I maintain concentration. She looks up. You see her eyes flit up, and she's like, ah, crafty. 
and she takes a few steps back and then attempts to grapple you. Can she? She can't see me. I mean, she can feel me on her shoulders, but oh yeah, she can like feel your legs. So she's she's going to grab you by the legs then. <laughs> uh, that is a very high roll, but feel free to contest it. I won't bother contesting it. I'll just dimension door out of her grasp. As she then feels you disappear from her grasp, she's like, ah, very crafty. She swats Leirot's aside, who I assume is still delivering punch after punch. Well, he was. He actually does have a new plan, but she can swat him first. He'll adapt post this. She does swat him, and then she, like, she is a bit taller than you. She's not the size of a normal elfkin. She's maybe around 10 feet. And she puts a big old finger on Brynir's forehead and just, like, pushes him back. Yakuda looks around for footprints or any other indicator of Val's presence. Does she find them? Um, I think I would have dimension-doored myself to, like, the opposite side of the ring, and I would have just landed, so I don't know how far she can see or how big the ring is, but I'm, I'm like, as far away from her, but still in the arena as I could be. So then, no, she doesn't see you right off the bat. She says, come, come, let's play a little longer. Fight fair, won't you? Littles is going to stand up. He's going to walk over to where the rest of the companions are, and looking at Efron, he merely says, Imen, and he reaches out his hands. Efron takes a quick look up, takes Imen from the sheath, and he throws it towards Leirotz's feet. Leirotz will either catch or pick it up off the ground, either one, and Leirotz is just going to hold it out by the blade, hoping that Val might be paying attention and decide to grab it, and then if it magically disappears from his hand, he's going to go back to doing some punches Maybe a nice, like, <laughs> headlock. I'm going to dimension door over to Larotes, grab Imin, and then I'll dimension door back. The, the dagger's not invisible because it wasn't on me when I went invisible. So I will dimension door back around her. Like, I want to one arm around her neck and then the dagger, like, pressed against it. And I will say in her ear as I'm, like, hanging off of her neck, this is how I fight. If this is not acceptable to you, then we should end this now. Then end it. Do it. Okay, I'll stab her in the throat. <laughs> As you plunge Emin into Yakuda's neck, a jet of black blood just rips out of this laceration that you cause, spraying your arm, spraying the ground, spraying Brynir, who's in front of her. And she gurgles something and then falls to her knees. And then as she hits the ground and you tumble off of her, her corpse tumbles into the hole that you made. <laughs> <laughs> Gruesome. And just lands down with an unceremonious thud at the bottom of this muddy pit. Well, we're really good at making allies, I'm just saying. <laughs> that was not enough to kill a freaking the god of all gods. Val will drop invisibility and just kind of look into the pit. As you look into the pit, you see the grand radiance of the crystal in the monastery. And as you look around, you are no longer in this battlefield scene, but again in your kneeling circle. Except someone has joined your ranks. There is an, I don't want to say elfkin, because she doesn't look elfkin. She looks kin, but sort of an amalgamation of all of you. She has the same eyes, the same face as the woman you just stabbed, though she is now your size and she's wearing a much simpler garb. There is still a massive cut on her neck, though it is a scar. As she looks over at Val and smiles, she says, You fight well enough. Perhaps you are a suitable candidate yet, though I am surprised. Out of all the kin in your midst, you choose the less conventional fighter. Care to share 
why? Val looks to Rolandir. (laughs) (laughs) She's not addressing anyone in particular. She's looking around the whole group. I mean, Efron is even is the one that said it. So I'm not. Well, I'm the one that suggested it. I'm not the one that told Yakuda here that that was was all Rolandir. Yeah, Rolandir is the one that volunteered. Val. Yeah, he's he's kind of got that. You said it yourself. We fight an unconventional war. I've fought in war for, well, going on over a hundred years now, actually, but the foes we face are unlike any that I've faced on the battlefield. Val has the creativity and, as I said, the wit, which you so quickly disregarded, to accomplish our tasks. There are things I would require of a godborn, should I make one of you yet, that I fear do not align, however, with your own interests, with your own dispositions, perhaps. You know what I believe. You know what I am and what I stand for. You, on the other hand, Valmes Sulacel, we are even less alike than myself and this one here, she says, gesturing to Lerotz. If you do not deem me a worthy candidate, then I am not a worthy candidate. But what you know of me and of my proclivities and what I believe is right and wrong is a small aspect of me now. I still stand by my old beliefs, but there was a time in eternity where I did not have them. And I would wager that there is, well, having put aside my entire identity for a very long time, I would wager there is not a lot I would not compromise on in order to stop air from destroying the world. Then let it be clear, if you accept this boon, that your war will not end with air. For as long as time persists, I will fight, and you will fight for me. Question about that. You see, Val here sort of already has an eternal obligation after this. Like, would, would this by chance replace that? Yes. But see it as you will. Am I not simply handing you a different pair of shackles? If I fight for you, do I retain my own will? Always. So long as you seek to avenge those that have been done wrong. Frankly, I feel very wronged in my life and there is much I want to avenge. Such as? I don't know if I can put it into words. Then allow me. And she stands, and the others fade away for a moment. And you see before you the streets of the human city of Almorin. One you're pretty familiar with. It's far, nestled in the southeastern fell. And in one such square, you see an array of gallows. Hanging from them are different figures that she knocks the feet of. And as she comes to the end of that, she gives the last figure a little tug, and the cloth that is tied upon its head falls to the ground, the rope disintegrating. And you see the pale, bloated face of your mentor and adoptive mother, Catasandra. What do you hope to accomplish by showing me this? You have a cause, yes, to save the world. But I feel it lacks a sort of personal quality. This is no illusion, Valmes. This is reality. This is the city of Almoran. This is someone you know. They have been slain by the hand of those who work in tandem with your stated enemy. Whether they know it or not, they are allied. 
I offer you a path of vengeance, a path of absolute violence, and a surety that this act and all others against you will come to an end in a spectacle of blood and our combined fury. Is Catassandra in a place where I can reach her, like her face? You would have to walk upon the gallows structure. Okay, I'll do that. And you can interact with it. You see other humans walking around, but they're oblivious to your presence. Um, Val will walk up to Catassandra and, like, put a hand on her face and just sort of rest his forehead against hers and um, whisper, I am so sorry. And I think one single tear falls from his eye and then he steps back and he looks to Yakuda and he says I will avenge her and in an instant you're back in this chamber Yakuda is gone you're back in this ring that you've kneeled down upon and Val you feel different not only that but you look different gained a few inches of height You've gained a fair bit of muscle mass, and your features are less of an Elvarez and more of just kin. Old, pure kin. Before there was any separation, before there were Mazkin, Elvkin, Elvaret, a direct descendant of Yakuda and the elves. Is my hair still yellow? <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Nothing else about you. Like everything is is exactly the same. Like you're not wearing anything different. Your your facial structure is the same. It's just any like defining Elvaret features have been lessened. I'll say that went well. <laughs> went well. That went absolutely perfectly. Well, more perfect. I was not expecting it to go that smoothly. To be quite honest. Wow. Oh, and Laurel, for mechanical purposes, you gain another plus four to your intent rolls. Yes! (laughs) Oh, I'm so excited. (laughs) Rolandir stands, and he kind of looks at Val and extends his hand to go for kind of a forearm clasp. Well, I am sorry if I kind of forced you into something you were not hoping for or wishing, but we agreed that we must do whatever is necessary, and I felt that was necessary, and ultimately it was your choice. I hope you do not live to regret it. I do not think that I will. I am, shall we say, sufficiently angry. Then, do we have any other desires? I have no idea how much time has passed, to be quite honest, but perhaps we should alert the others outside that we are finished. Are we finished, or did you want to try to contact Vale, Ifran? Yes, I still have some business to attend to. Although I am a little curious, Val, will you still remain Godborn? In Nakmatera's service. Yakuda said that my new promise to her would replace the old. I see. Very good, then. Well, I don't think unless anyone is going to come and kick us out of here, we'd better be quick about it. Yes, yes, of course. Well, well, are you listening? A spindly streak of darkness touches down in the center of your circle and coalesces to form the strange embodiment of Vale that you've seen once before in his own domain. He looks to Kelniace first and he gives a creepy little wave and she bares her teeth at him. And then he looks toward Efron and says, Yes, what is it that you, um, oh, call me here in such inconvenience? This place is drab, is it not? Well, I will get right to the point. I have come here to make good on our promise. 
I do recall us making a sort of deal, mate. Oh, what was it that I promised you? And what did you promise me? Jog my memory a bit. I promised to give you the identity of the Wanderer and all that I know of him. And you, in return, promised me that you would grant me any wish that I so desire, be it in your power. Yeah, quite true, quite true. And good Mera, hand it over. First, I would like to know the extent of your powers. Is it possible for you to break a contract between an ethereal and a godborn? No, that's a little out of my scope, mate. Uh, uh, why don't you aim a little lower? I was simply curious to know how far your power went. Not as far up as you'd like, mate. But um, I think uh, you got to uphold your little part first before I you know, can do my what you have it and uh, fulfill my end. So why don't we get on with uh, what you know? Very well, then. The Wanderer. His true name is Er, the brother of Egg. He seeks revenge against his brother and his brother's creations, including yourself. Now, if it is within your power, I would like you to cure my mind, glancing upon things from the void as I have to obtain this information has not left me in the best of mental states. I would like you to fix it. Oh, now that was all too easy, mate. <laughs> you and I, when we first met, should have established some sort of handshake or something. Really made sure who you were talking to. And then Vale disintegrates into the ground, and a greater darkness encompasses the room as the crystal dims further and further, its hum fading to silence. And you hear a voice filling all around you. Now that was all too easy. Descending from a stairway that materializes before him and dematerializes as he steps off of it, you see the image of the Wanderer, the same old man you'd met all those days, weeks, months ago at Count Algier's palace, his simple gray robes falling from his body, the chains around his waist and neck and wrists clattering to the floor and disappearing with the stairs, to be replaced with a strange ebony armor, reminiscent of what the Rift Wardens were wearing when you confronted them in Udeello. And as he comes to a stop at the bottom of these stairs, which end just outside your little circle, it begins to pace around your group, finally coming up behind Ifron, where it kneels down and places two gauntleted hands on your shoulders, kind of peeking over your shoulder, looking at the group and turning toward you as well, Ifron. And it says, all too easy. Now, I feel we've had our differences up until this point, but do our goals not actually align? I feel they do. I feel you, each of you, have lost much and have much to gain. For you see, you vastly misunderstand the state of things and my own existence. I take it from your previous admission that you know full well who I am. Yes, we are all quite aware. Then you know my story? I do. In fact, I have seen a great many things. After having gazed into the void, I know the grudge you hold against your brother. I know the vengeance you seek upon him, upon his children. So tell me, 
Why have you come here? To enlist us as part of your army? Oh, I require no army. I require no servants. I am of a greater magnitude than you have ever spoken with. He stands and starts pacing around the group again. Each of you have heard of Egg. Some would call him my brother. They say that he created the world. <laughs> Damn it, they named it after him, didn't they? Petty. Petty. Though Egadon sounds better than Eridon, I suppose. Still, you are vastly misinformed about my intentions with this place. You assume I seek to destroy. You assume that I hold some sort of grudge against my brother. But who is to say that my brother is not already under my thumb? Who is to say that my brother is not asleep? Does not lie dormant, chained in the void? Who is to say that Egg is not already dead? And why should we trust you? Hmm? Is that not something that our opponent would say? To try to weaken our resolve? I have no reason to weaken your resolve. The scale is tipped against you in an insurmountable fashion. I can do this. And he snaps his fingers and Kelniace explodes. <gasps> Tatters and viscera and everything in the most violent, sudden way. Kelnius is gone. And he says, I didn't even need the snap. I could have wished it. I could have blinked my eyes, and all of you would simply cease to exist. Then why do we not cease to exist? What is your purpose for coming here? I grow tired of these games. If you are here to kill us, then do it already. If you are here for some other reason, make it known. I have need of you. Well, I did. Until you started fading away, going off, lost in your own ways. Your friend Vamak, Lyrian, Luca, the damn dwarf, too. What was his name? Suffered a similar fate to uh, this one. And he gestures to the puddle and muck that is all that's left of Kelniace. My powers extend to this world from the void and beyond. And with a wave of his hand, time reverses and Kelniace is put back together piece by piece strand by strand ligament by ligament she is reformed drop by drop of blood flecks off of mick and whoever is on the other side and just coalesces back into her form and as she is whole again she takes a gasp and collapses breathing heavily but there are worlds beyond this one that i seek greater things from unfortunately some of you have already allied yourselves with this one. He looks at Rolandir and says, You have shrugged off a great power in favor of one that you do not understand. You are an imbecile. And then he enters the circle between you all, pushing whoever happens to be by him aside, and kneels down in front of Mick. Blumenhain. You are the last of this intrepid band that still holds a concrete connection to the old world. From whence you came, you went through the rift, did you not, my child? 
Well, it was so long ago. Who's to say I really did? <laughs> I'm pretty disconnected at this point. Your memories are yours and they do not deceive you. You entered through the rift. Okay, I admit it, yes. Do you know who created the rift? Um, I believe, uh, as recollection has it, it was you? You would not be mistaken. I have a purpose greater than Egadon, greater than this world, and I require those willing to go beyond it. Egadon and its denizens would seek to stop me in this pursuit, but I offer you a chance to take part in the greatest splendor that you could ever imagine. Mick, I need you. I love hearing those words out of gentlemen's mouths. But at the same time, I you're very vague about this pursuit you speak of. What do you mean? What is your purpose? Beyond Egadon, as you say. Dominion. Power. Pleasure. Everything that you could ever possibly desire. From behind air, you just hear kind of this chuckling and laughing as Rolandir kind of gets up and stands and he just says do you not hear yourself you claim to be this powerful being of divine manifestation and yet these are the exact words with which the rift wardens recruit you are simply a re-manifestation of what already exists beyond this world that is exactly our goal my goal which was to come to this world for and kind of doing a bit of a mocking voice for power, dominion, and pleasure. It's its exactly how they got us to come here in the first place. And, well, as we now see, there are things beyond which we do not comprehend, things which we do not understand. And if you did, you would have done it by now. I do not believe this offer has any promise for us. Rolandir, I believe the words are familiar to you and the Rift Wardens. Because it was Air who said them. It was Air who brought you to this world. He created the rift. However, you do have a point. If one is as powerful as you yourself are, then why not simply do it already? Mere mortals like us would only hinder you in your quest for greatness. Because, dear boy, and Efron, you feel another pair of hands on your shoulders as then this image of air sort of freezes and then falls to nothing, as does the image of Kelnius splayed across the ground, replaced by her kneeling, looking rather confused, and you feel a little tap on your noggin, Ephron, and Vale's voice says, Oh, well, that was a lot more than you promised, but, yeah, it's good to know these things. <sighs> Very well, Ephron. I'll keep my end of the bargain. You'll be free of your little bonds here, and you can be on your merry way. And Vale steps around Efron and takes a squat in the middle of the circle. Thank you. Honestly, that was enlightening. That was a part I've been meaning to play for quite a while. <sighs> Bondra, air. Yes, really? You said he made the rift. That's new. That's... Wow. Who would have guessed? So, you have cured my ailment? Yes, 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 yes. Ooh, why not? All done. The Valors, they're, they're under my domain, are they not? I can do what I wish with them. And if one sought you ill, my boy, why, I'd write it immediately. And I have. 
He holds up his hand. True to my word. True to yours. I think this has been an equitable exchange, though I'll say I did manage to squeeze a little bit more out of you there. Thank you, Efron. I would have been easier if you just, you know, told me these depths of knowledge you'd been holding on to, but, well, sometimes you gotta coax it out of them. Efron tries to move his arm and see if it works. It does not move. Vale, he taps his chin, he's like, oh, now see, that's where you went wrong. You should have asked more specifically. Vale, baby, please, don't be so unreasonable. He blows Mick a kiss. Oh, finally. <laughs> <laughs> then, if there is nothing else from you, I believe our business is concluded. Yes, from here and forevermore. However, you've been going around and killing my Valor's aspects, so I guess ugh, more power to you, but, um... Vale stands, claps his hands together, and says, Yes, I believe our time here has come to a close. Sorry to, uh, you know, do the old air act on you. Though it was fun. I don't get to take that one out as often as I'd like. I, that's, uh, that's not what he looks like, by the way. <laughs> or how he sounds. But I think it's a, it's just more my, my wish for him. You know, a lot more menacing than, than he really is. Anywho, I'll be on my way if, uh, this is that. You are still here. <laughs> <laughs> An apt observation. Very well. I'll get no more enjoyment from toying with you then. Goodbye. And the image of Vale fades from the room and the hum of this crystal returns. Well, that was rather unpleasant. I do hope that we do never have the pleasure of meeting him again. Yes, I agree. Kelney Ace pipes up and she's like, displeasure. Well, regardless, I do believe we have accomplished all purposes wherewith we came here, I want to leave. Agreed. Very good. What should we do then? Return ourselves to the tavern and perhaps Luna is there by now? Well, I, I'd i asked you earlier if there were other places scattered among Egadong such as this, where one may commune with the various realities and such, and I would be, well, I'd be remiss if I didn't pry into the minds of the other Mazkin here a bit and see what they know. Perhaps they are a slightly more informed than you were before you left. That would be so, the attendant says, re-entering. Ah! In fact, given your status, it may interest you to come into our employment for the time being. There is one such of these places, far, far beneath this monastery, in an ancient structure devoted to some long-lost gods. However, Within it is a great monstrosity. They call it the Bog Rot of Inuriot. It is one of these aspects you've spoken of. It clouds and desecrates those ancient halls. Very well then. Aspects, long lost gods. Perfect. What can go wrong? 